0: Oh uh, oh. Uh, uh, uh. Is that a true statement? That, that I tell no lies. On the phone. On the phone and really minimal text messages, I feel like.
1: Okay. I've been so busy trying to prepare for <laughs> a week of not working. So I'm trying uh-huh. to check everything in. And one yes. day I was just tired. So I just stayed in bed.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yes, the hall. I mean, can you believe Thanksgiving is a week from today? Mm
1: -hmm. I can, and I cannot wait.
0: It's going to be great, but it's so Mm -hmm. like um, I think part of it for me too is that I'm not taking, um, I'm not taking Thanksgiving off. I'm I'm off on Friday, Mm -hmm. but not not Wednesday or Thursday, and so, um, yeah, I think part of me is just because I'm working, it feels. It doesn't feel like I'm gearing up for much, you know, I'm not going anywhere um, and haven't, you know, don't have, I have plans for that Friday, but um, yeah, so part of it is that for me too. It's just kind of like Thanksgiving is next week. It doesn't really feel like it is, um, but you, on the other hand, you've got a trip. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes. Yeah. i excited to the
1: beach yeah. I go. Hopefully it's tame
0: yeah well it's been raining in atlanta right
1: it's been raining like crazy
0: i just um today i met um a couple who are um back from atlanta and i guess they run around the country doing um races you know like those like mud races or whatever Mm -hmm. um and um so they were just and I, it's it sounded crazy i was like this is what you guys do they bri- they race for 24 hours like some crazy like courses where you like just keep going and you have to wear because it's like kind of triathlon style like there's parts that are like in water and whatever like you wear a wetsuit the whole time it sounded <laughs> I was like, sounds horrible. It sounds horrible. I was like, you volunteered, and I mean, like, obviously, there's prize money, and you do it for a reason. But it was like, uh, okay, and this is what you do. Like, they're both retired; they're young. So I don't know what they did as careers previous to this. Actually, the um, the wife was telling me um, she had some. what was it she was like a masseuse Uh and something else but anyway i mean so it wasn't like oh you were a neurosurgeon and retired at 30 and that's why you have
1: (laughs) you know like it didn't necessarily explain they're the people that are on hgtv i raise goats and (laughs) i make macrame bowls and we want a house for five hundred thousand dollars Or
0: or yeah, that's that's the minimum on those shows. Like, or they're like the ones. The best ones are like the ones who are shopping abroad. You know, the House Hunters International. Oh yes. They're like, yeah, this is Ginny and Steve, and yeah, exactly, like, Steve is a uh, goat farmer, and Ginny has an Etsy store, and their budget is $1.2 million, <laughs> and it's like, what, what am I doing wrong about my <laughs> right? life? I was like, okay, apparently I need an Etsy store, because that's where the millionaires are, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so... So insane, but anyway, yeah, this was this couple, and they so like they retired, they're each retired. I don't know what he did previously. She was like a masseuse, and something else that she did, I can't think of now. And she's retired, and they run around the country doing like mud and Spartan type races.
1: Wow, It's, like the first time I've met someone who did ultra marathons, and I was like, okay, I can't compute that because I. It's hard for me to understand a regular marathon, mm-hmm. but an ultra marathon, which is like at least fifty miles. Oh my god! I it, don't
0: understand the level of dedication just in terms of training that a regular marathon takes, and yeah. then t- to like times two, like what you have to like prepare your body for. I mean, it's just especially yeah. like because the like the vast majority of people who do marathons and ultra marathons, it's not to win it. Like, you know, you're not going to win. You're just like it's just like right. the it really is like the bragging rights
1: or like being it's a able to say goal, it's, a, it's yeah. like a
0: personal goal, like checking off your bucket list or whatever.
1: Yeah. And she used to also do like, you know, because like there would be like blind people would run the race you know run the marathons Mm -hmm. so new york boston or whatever and she would be a guide for blind people in a marathon oh that's wild but see i
0: could see like but i see i could see that being like i could for me at least i feel like i could see being even more motivated Mm -hmm. by like by that because it's not just like, it would be hard for me to set it as, like, a personal goal that was meaningful to me, but I could make it meaningful if it was, you know, for someone else's sake. Like, this is their dream or this is their story. Mm. You know, like, it's, like, kind of their conquering story and I'm going to be um, a part of it. Like, I'm going to help it in some way. Like, that makes more sense to me. Um, yeah. So, anyway, girl, um, I don't even know how we got... <laughs>
1: Mm, About your people,
0: my people, yeah. It was um, yeah. It was crazy. I was like, "You do what?" And the poor husband was like covered because I guess when you wear a wetsuit for twenty four hours, you break out in this crazy like hive, yeah, like
1: because it's not like it's a, a gross fiber, like it's not a natural breathing no. fiber. So like
0: literally, he was like all over his body. I was like, "Okay, y'all." y'all are blowing my mind they're very sweet though oh. um, and um, yeah so there you go
1: okay <laughs> that's
0: our take on marathons folks mm-hmm. oh by Don't the way um, I'm Andrea
1: I'm Kristen hello
0: hi and this is wait tell me everything where we just chat yeah, me, pretty Chris, much. me and Kristen me and Kristen we just the two of and, us
1: uh, yep just two of us and it's quite lengthy it can be it, it can be lengthy. lengthy it can be lengthy yeah um, uh, and i t- share it with some people i took i had a class today mm-hmm. a in unit class and they're like what's a fun fact about you and i was like i have a podcast <laughs> nice and they're like, what? Really? It's like, I love podcasts. I was like, I've never met anyone who has a podcast. I was like, <laughs> I'm sure you have because everyone and their mother has a podcast. <laughs> right. So right. There's a podcast for everything. So I was like, I'm sure you have. You just didn't
0: know it. You just didn't know it. But that's really, that's a fun, yeah, that's the fun thing uh-huh. you have to pull out of your pocket.
1: Yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> Okay, between you and the fella and the Michael Scott. I like, <laughs> oh, sorry,
0: I was gonna let it lie, but I didn't.
1: Didn't you yeah, you did the opposite, you didn't let it lie. Uh, I went the other way. Good <laughs> okay, for okay. those who don't know again, that is the quote from when Harry met Sally. When oh, Harry
0: the, met Sally, if you don't know, you need uh, to.
1: One of the best the romantic best
0: rom coms
1: on. Yeah
0: the history books of rom-coms mm-hmm.
1: yeah <sighs> <laughs> i'm sorry because i think about happy endings it had they had a whole thing about one of the characters was going to rom rom com con oh jeez. okay so there's like a, a con about with about everything, everything and yeah. have a con now uh-huh. con and yeah, you know yeah. they have yeah. So I was like, that is hilarious. So she dressed up as Annie Hall. Ooh, ooh, gee, ooh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, that is very funny. Um, that's yeah, that's good. I love Annie Hall. Mm-hmm. Another good rom com. hmm By a terrible
1: man. Of course. Damn him for making so yeah, great movies.
0: Tainting it all now. It's all tainted. I no, know,
1: I know. I love Midnight in Paris. Oh, like uh, the, the
0: you're the worst, Woody Allen. Our poor man. Ugh, so frustrating. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's why we can't have nice things.
1: That's why we can't have nice things because mm. of you. Because of your pervy ways. Perverts. Mm-hmm.
0: Always in the way toxic masculinity <laughs>
1: ruins the day again. Uh, doesn't it doesn't always. <laughs> okay, what's your stories, girl? Because it is late. Because It is computer. Late. Oh, you and the technical issues. Yeah. And the technical issues, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to rest for a little bit. Same. <sighs>
0: All right. Okay, so two stories. One that actually broke um, just as we were uh, finishing our broadcast last week um, and um, and this is just one part of the story. Um, so as anyone who 's been watching the news knows California 's been taken over by wildfires as of last mm. Thursday night into the into Friday morning and through the weekend, really all over california and um, the The Northern California fires are what started first. Um, and then to be um quickly followed by fires here in uh, Malibu, Thousand Oaks, Oak Park um and just kind of um the, just this whole um the the basin above the Santa Monica mountains um and so it's just been crazy and last week we talked about the borderline shooting um and what um you should know if you uh, haven't already seen the connection is that the very same people who um, were affected by that shooting, the same neighborhoods, um, same communities, um, were all w- less than 24 hours later being evacuated because of fires. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it's been wild. And I, um, I work with a bunch of people who had to evacuate their homes mm-hmm. um, because a lot of the, you know, because of where where I work, you know, lots of folks live in those communities, Thousand Oaks, Oak Park, um, Westlake Village. Um, so we had um, what actually one of my um, fellow coworkers in my department and um, a, a, at least a, f- a good handful of other doctors and nurses who um, had to find some place to stay because um, their homes were in the line of fire. So um the story that I'm reporting on is the most devastating of them, and it is from the Northern California side of it. This is out of the LA Times um, byline by Joseph Serna, Paige St. John, and Rong Gong Lin II. The headline is, As California's Deadliest Wildfire Closed in Evacuation Orders Were Slow to Arrive. Um, so when the campfire Fire Barrel toward the Sierra Foothill town last Thursday morning, officials had a crucial choice to make right away. How much of Paradise should be evacuated? Mm -hmm. Um, And so the town of Paradise is off of Clark Road, um, which is just um, above... the campfire that started. Um, the decision was complicated by history and topography. Paradise sits on a hilltop and it's hemmed in by canyons with only four narrow, winding routes to flee to safety. During its last major fire back in 2008, authorities evacuated so many people that roads became dangerously clogged. So this time they decided not to immediately undergo a full scale evacuation, hoping to get residents out of neighborhoods closest to the fires first before the roads became gridlocked. But it soon became clear that the fire was moving too fast for that plan and that the whole town was in jeopardy. A full-scale evacuation was ordered at 9.17 a.m., but by then the fire was already consuming the town. At least 56 people were killed, most of them in their homes, some trying to flee in their cars and others outside. Desperately seeking shelter from the flames, more than ten thousand structures were lost in what is by far the worst wildfire in california history yeah. it's uh, I mean yeah, it is really a wow i mean to and just the yeah. the picture of of these people you know who are you know realizing that they have to get out and not being able to do it in time is heartbreaking mm. um it's unclear how much a different evacuation strategy would have changed the outcome of the fire, which was fueled by intense wind wind gusts of up uh, to 52 miles per hour and record dry vegetation in an area that's notoriously vulnerable to fires and windblown embers. But the level of destruction and death is sure to make paradise a grim lesson for agencies trying to improve emergency alerts and evacuations from fires as well as floods, mudslides, and other natural disasters. The death toll from natural disasters in California in the last year has been enormous with nearly 40 killed in the wine country and the Mendocino County fires and more than 20 in the Montecito mudslides. Officials acknowledge shortcomings in the efforts to get people out of harm's way. Um, and so that, I mean, and that, that is really such a stark number because you've got 56 in this fire alone. And, Mm. um, you know, when you really start adding up all the natural disasters that California has had just in the last, you know, 10 to 12 months, it's, it adds up. It's really frightening. Um, In the chaos of the Paradise Fire, many residents said they never got warnings by phone from authorities to leave. Some say they got warnings from police driving through their streets using loudspeakers. Others got texts from other neighbors, but few said they got official text alerts or phone calls from the government. The fire was reported near the community of Pulga, about seven miles from Paradise, that was at a, that started at about 6:30 a.m. By 7:35 a.m., it had reached the nearby hamlet of Concow. The first evacuation order for Paradise came at 8 a.m., but that was just a minute after the first flames were spotted in town. The order was limited to the eastern side of Paradise. The hope was to get the residents, again, closest to the fire out immediately, with the rest of the town to follow if needed. But again, the fire was moving too fast. According to John Messina from the California Department of Fire and Forestry Protection, he's the battalion chief there for Butte County, he said the fire had already outrun us. The evacuation orders were sent using a phone system called Code Red, which covers all landlines as well as cell phone numbers voluntarily submitted by residents. But the system doesn't cover all phones in the town. Uh, He explained in the town of Paradise, I think we'd be lucky to say 25 or 30 percent of the phone lines are in the system. And that's after local officials urged residents to sign up. Um, Also, the system can reach only so many phones per hour. I can't give you the raw numbers, he says, but there's a capacity per hour of calls. So Code Red can't make 12,000 calls at once. It is really fast, but it's not that fast. Um, So these types of systems have been criticized because they reach so few people. Instead, some safety experts have advocated using the federal government's wireless emergency alert system, which sends like amber alert style warnings to cell phones with a certain geographical area. But the system was not used during several California disasters, including the wine country fires and the heavy flooding that hit San Jose. Um James Gore he's the chairman of the Sonoma County Board of Supervisors said government is failing when officials don't do a good job of communicating an oncoming ha- incoming hazard he said if people are already getting word on Facebook and there's nothing coming out of your government then you failed um, Gore said the county has begun to buy fire cameras that can sense the movement of blazes by heat. And it's also seeking to purchase air sirens for part of the county without cell coverage.
1: That's what I was thinking, because I'm thinking about like here and when there's like a storm, bad storm, a hurricane, like sirens go off and you know to get your butt inside. Mm,
0: right. Which seems like a really effective way because again, like counting on cell phones, I think is, I think having the cell phone as an option and using it is fine, but it shouldn't be the primary thing because cell coverage goes, and these, a lot of these places are these remote places that maybe don't even have that great cell coverage, you know? Um, What if the fire damages cell towers? Exactly. So, you know, it just seems like there's so many It's just not, it's, it's great. Like, it's just like any technology. It's great when it's working, but if it doesn't work or if there's a problem, then that shouldn't be the Mm -hmm. only thing. Good old
1: fashioned. Ring a bell. Ring a freaking bell.
0: (laughs) Ring a bell. A bell
1: don't need reception.
0: A bell doesn't need reception. It just needs to be loud enough. Mm -hmm. Um. So Gore goes on to say, if you're more worried about the crisis that you could cause than the crisis that is upon you, then you've failed. Um, in Paradise, um, Brochures said that the officials did not employ the wireless emergency alert system because they initially wanted to stagger the evacuations by neighborhood. He also said the Amber Alert style alerts do not go to every phone at the same time. Uh, According to the Federal Communications Commission, wireless emergency alerts are broadcast to coverage areas that best approximate the zone of the emergency. Mobile devices in the alert zone will receive the alert. There has been criticism that the geographical targeting of the system is not terribly precise, and in late 2019, wireless carriers are supposed to improve geo-targeting of these alerts. During the recent test of the presidential alert distributed through wireless emergency alert systems, the average delay in users receiving a text message was about 22 seconds. Um, Which I guess they're saying like 22 seconds is a lot. It should be less than that. But I still think that's better than nothing.
1: That is way better than nothing. Because I also think about like people who are at work. Because I think about like Los Angeles and Northern California. A lot of people don't work near their home mm-hmm. so if it's geo uh, kind of like engaged then mm-hmm. they wouldn't get the warning right possibly so right it's just yeah they need to go to the again the bales
0: get the bells. i'm gonna get a bell put it up on a
1: pole mm-hmm. somewhere um
0: So, because of its vulnerability to fire, Paradise has debated the best evacuation strategy for years now. The idea of staggering evacuations was discussed in the wake of the 2008 fire that had burned dozens of homes. County documents reviewed this by the Times show. After the fire, some officials felt that residents were over evacuated and that that had needlessly clogged roads. But the documents also show several instances in which county emergency officials warned that they may have to quickly evacuate the entire town. Um, Many paradise. Did anybody
1: die in that one?
0: In 2008? They don't say. It doesn't say. Um, So I'm not sure. So it says many Paradise residents this time around were baffled by the lack of warning. Uh, Alexandria Wilson, who's 21 year old, says, I assumed if something were to happen, there'd be an alert on your cell phone. Um, Neither she nor any of her 10 relatives now packed into a home in Applegate, um, who all lost their homes in Paradise, had ever heard of Butte County's code red emergency alert program. Only two of them received warnings, and those were from a police officer driving down the road telling people to evacuate. Instead, uh, Wilson's 10-year-old brother, Eden, (laughs) was coordinating an evacuation effort. Savvy with a cell phone, he was texting and calling everyone and telling them to rendezvous at the Burger King in Chico. (laughs)
1: Um, And so, again... um, you know, when the, a 10 year old right. plan is more efficient yeah. than governments so we have you an, have a no problem. problem
0: yeah wilson's boyfriend said nobody should have to get a call from a 10 year old <laughs> um, which i mean
1: yeah can you basically. imagine
0: can you imagine but so i mean thank god for eden though cuz he got his family mm-hmm. out um you know called everyone who needed to know but it's the pictures if you haven't already seen um if you google the pictures for the aerial views of the destruction from the campfire it's crazy like it's literally i'm looking at a, a photograph an aerial photograph of a neighborhood where that was clearly like um a street that turned right into a cul-de-sac and you can see the plots of land where there used to be homes and there's literally nothing like it's just ashes um it's awful I, it's, it's devastating it
1: looks like one of those like pre kind of industrial la kind of pictures where there's just like a bunch of dirt and like mm-hmm. that's what it looked like one of those aerial old like aerial pictures where mm-hmm. there were structures. Mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god
0: yeah, it's yeah. really awful. Um and unimaginable oh, no. really. Like you just oh, no. cannot I mean you don't you can't and you don't want to imagine um mm-hmm. having that level of devastation in your own neighborhood or for anyone that you know. Mm-hmm. Um so for anyone period really, but um so yeah, so uh, Obviously, there's some work to do with the infrastructure. It's interesting that Code Red thing that they talked about, the system. We have a similar thing at the hospital. All hospitals do, and all of us are compelled as employees to fill in our information on the system so that when there's an emergency at the hospital, we get a text message and an email or whatever, and you have to reply within, you know, like to, in order, like they keep coming until you reply and say like, yes, or got it or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's only effective if you sign up and obviously like in the hospital setting where we're employees, we're compelled to do it as part of our employment. Um, but if the county hasn't done a good job of informing everyone in an area that that's something that's available to them or that's something that they should do, or even helping people sign up for it, um, then I, you know then you know if you're not signed yeah. up, you're not in the system it's, It doesn't matter yeah. that there's I a have system a question.
1: Hmm. Are you guys required to come to work if there is a disaster like yes. support yeah, because I know the, actually when I worked for the city. We were two. Like yeah, there was an emergency because you know it's kind of like all hands on deck. You mm-hmm. as a city employee, you need to help.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, I don't know
1: about that, but okay. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's um, our um, my like everyone. Um, all of our identification badges have a uh, a buddy pass on the back that tells law enforcement that we have to be let through barriers in order to get to our job, so yeah,
1: okay, just oh my gosh, just praying for all the firefighters who have just been working tirelessly,
0: oh my gosh, yeah, <sighs> this is like you know it's people um we talk we. About firefighters, a lot um, in terms of sort of the other side of the job, which is like pretty chill, like when there's nothing going on, (laughs) you know, eating, hanging out, yeah. Because I mean, that's you're just waiting for something to happen, but um, this, you know, during these this wildfires, um, these wildfires that we've had, and we always have a wildfire season, especially out here because it's so dry, and And then
1: the Santa Ana's kick
0: up yeah and that's basically i mean the santa anas are what caused the fires last week here in southern california um and um so you know it's a whole other level of uh, appreciation for firefighters when when this happens cuz they're they're pouring in from all over the place and um and they're working tirelessly to try to to save people's homes and and in many cases thankfully like my coworker um you know her home was saved but there's there's you know the hillside right up to where her house is is black and burned completely out um so and that you know obviously was nothing but the effort of firefighters to keep it you know from coming into the neighborhood so crazy um so um from natural disasters to just an interesting story that i just noticed um today Mm -hmm. um this is out of fox news and the um the byline is not here i don't know who the byline is um it's the but the headline is convicted killer 78 may be tied to more than 90 cold case homicides what yes girl samuel little may be linked to more than 90 cold case homicides across the country. This is a 78-year-old man serving a life sentence already for killing three women. And he may be tied to more than 90 unsolved homicides dating back to the 1970s, police say. Authorities extradited Samuel Little from California to Texas in July after charging him in the 94 murder of Denise Christie Brothers in Ector County. According to the Dallas Morning News, Little was already serving a life sentence in California after he had been convicted of killing three women. On Tuesday, police said Little gave authorities details to dozens of homicides committed between 1970 and 2005. When did he his... go to jail? <laughs> he, I guess, in two
1: thousand and five. Apparently, he's got I was to... thinking, oh, he already jail. He's been in jail for a long. So he just just lived a great life being out and free. Out
0: killing people. folk girl, out f- killing oh, people left God. and right. Damn. Didn't get caught until this this conviction. Um, then lived his life.
1: I hate when that happens. Ugh.
0: Horrible. isn't it terrible um so officials from more than a dozen states the fbi and the u.s justice department interviewed little while he was in the wise county jail the wise county sheriff office uh, made a statement saying little has provided details of more than 90 murders committed in multiple states get ready for this multiple states along with texas and california which they you know they already knew about little may have also killed people in Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Tennessee, Mississippi, Louisiana, Illinois, Ohio, Indiana, Arizona, New Mexico, and South Carolina. Okay, so half the country. I mean, yeah.
1: Um, Because you you can get in the car and drive or fly anywhere after no one knows you're a murderer. Right, and I mean you can you
0: can drive. I mean, again, we're we're a very drivable country, so Uh, you can get on the highway and just you know do do your dirt one place and get out of Dodge, literally. Wow. Yeah, and just move on to the next state. I mean, he's been all over the place. Wise Uh, County Chief Deputy Craig Johnson. Um, says that that's a scary number. That's more than the BTK killer and the Green killer, Green River killer. Wow.
1: Um,
0: and then he went on to say, closure is a big deal for those families. Tragedy is a big deal for those families. Anything we can do to help them out, we're more than happy to. The details, however, that Little provided to authorities have not been released to official uh, released yet, officials said. Little was sentenced back in 2014 for the killing of three women.
1: Okay, no. so it's really been look shorter than that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is like very recent. Carol
0: Alford, 41, Audrey Nelson, 35, and Apodaca, 46. In Los, this, this was in Los Angeles. It took place, the killings took place for of these three women in L.A. in the 1980s, and in 2012, DNA link, linked him to the murders. Um, at the time he was uh, of his arrest for these three murders, he was living in Kentucky. Um, prosecutors previously dubbed Little a serial killer just based on that and said police were already concerned that he may have con- committed more killings across the country. Police said he had committed crimes in at least 24 states but never served a lengthy sentence. So he was in and out of the system for other things, but not was getting, you know was literally getting away with murder. Um and the craziest okay. thing about all of that is that Samuel Little is a black man. Shut
1: your mouth.
0: <laughs> yes, girl. He's black. No. Which is so
1: unusual for serial killers. And you know what? That is why he hasn't been caught all this time.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, because he's I, not the profile. He's not the profile at all,
1: at all. Okay, well that. Okay, why now? I'm like, okay, well that's why he hasn't been <laughs> caught
0: yet. Okay. Yeah, they weren't. Wow.
1: I mean, they weren't looking for him.
0: They weren't looking for him, and I mean, he like again because it's so spread out. Who kn- I mean, you know, like he really very well could have just been going from place to place. Although he was just living in Kentucky. And but Kentucky isn't listed as one of the oh no it is so I don't know if Kentucky uh, if Kentucky is on the list of states where he may have also killed people um, and it is where he was living at the time of his arrest for these uh, 1980 murders um, but um, so who knows I don't know if he did his, did his dirt in Kentucky and then circled back around to Kentucky or if he did his dirt in Kentucky and stayed there um, oh. Girl, he's 78 years old. Ain't that a trip? Wow, 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 whoopsie, wow, wow, whoopsie. I cannot believe that. That is crazy. It is crazy. I mean, I'm it's exciting though for these families. Like, if he, if Mm -hmm. you know, whatever these, whatever it is, I'm sure there'll be more that'll come out, you know, in the months to come. Um if they actually are able to press charges, you know, based on DNA, um, for some of these cold cases, like it's exciting for those families who have, you know, all, you know, for, for years, I mean, from 1970 to 2005, Mm -hmm. um, that, um, who have not had answers or, or have seen justice served, uh, for their loved ones. So, it's madness, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but very unusual, a black serial killer, yeah, there's just I don't know, I mean, I know like spree killers like the sure they had the guys who were like shooting people d c
1: from yeah, their cars the... in d c yeah yeah,
0: but that was and... that was- yeah, that was pretty random too, though, mhm,
1: okay, yeah, have two more of like a spree killing then, mhm.
0: In less than this like this very like this this serial killer um MO of like a yeah. need a need to kill and like an escalation from you know
1: oh, God. oof Okay, yeah, let's on, on from that. That's insane. It's
0: bananas, so I was like, okay, we've gotta've gotta hit a little true crime. We haven't done a little true crime in a while, so mm-hmm. that was fascinating. Okay, very, very well.
1: Yeah, there you go. That's my newsworthy. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Serious, serious. And then, mm-hmm. now to the tomfoolery. Okay. So, I, again, after we got off on thir- last Thursday, with mm-hmm. taping, I came across something that I was like, oh, yeah, save. This is my viral box vibe <laughs> for next <laughs> week. But then something else happened mm. that eclipsed that. But I want to talk about the one That I saw last week. So, did you hear about iced tea and the bagels? The actor iced tea and bagels? No. Okay. And bagels like that you eat for breakfast? Yes. Okay. So, (laughs) um, you know, he's been on um, SVU for (laughs) many, many years. (laughs) Yes. um, As Finn Tatula. Mm-hmm. Tutola, whatever I cannot pronounce it. Tutalia how do you say it? <laughs> Tutola. Tututola. I want you to. <laughs> <laughs> I just know he fin. It's Tutola It's Tutola. Okay. I fin. Whatever. Okay. Please so, just keep trying because this is great. No, no, no. <laughs> Um, oh that was true. Okay, again, and I, as always I always have a John Mulaney anecdote but I'll pass <laughs> about iced tea. Oh, it's so funny though. He was like what is it? I, he's like, Okay, he's had this whole thing about law and order. Then he's like SVU He's like, I've heard the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life at ten o'clock in the afternoon on SBU. But he's like, But the best thing is Iced tea, who's I'm supposed to believe, has been a detective with a special (laughs) victim unit for over 10 years, Right. yet every single case, he acts as if he knows nothing about it. So, they're like, they had, he's like, there was an episode about sex addiction, and Mm -hmm. they had to explain to him what sex addiction was, and he was like, they, so they were explaining to him, he's like, oh, so when you um, smoke too much snore too much cocaine or bet the um, bet your house on the ponies or do something so he just kept naming <laughs> these stuff and he was like I could have spent all day listening to him name examples <laughs> of addiction <laughs> he's like oh, when someone you know scratches too many um, scratchy lotteries <laughs> or, or when you drink too much we do that and then, like, duh, duh, dick wolf, you know, like he's like, <laughs> dick wolf is like oh, I could have just watched great. that. So, yeah, he was like, Ice, 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 tea. Yeah, like I'm supposed to believe that. Okay. So, right. anyway, yes, on Twitter, someone asked, While we're on the subject, what is your favorite bagel? And so he replied, LOL, I've never eaten a bagel in my life. What? Yeah. And so, um, uh, people were, like, um, in disbelief. They like, you've been playing an NYPD cop for 18 years and never <laughs> had a bagel? It's really strange. Not even because of that. Like, bagels are so common. Like Right. And so I was, like, does that mean you've never had cream cheese, too? Right. Um. And people were like, you should try one. And someone was like, okay, but if he sh- would try one, what should he try first? Like plain, sesame, blueberry, toasted uh, cream cheese, so many strange. options. So it became like this whole <laughs> thing. So I was like, everything baked everything. And so there's like this whole thing. And um, what is it? Even Philadelphia cream cheese got into it. Oh, and they're wow. like, ice, we're trying to remain calm. We're just having a hard time letting you miss out on deliciousness. Um, we'd be happy to send you some bagels and cream cheese so you can see for yourself. Thoughts? Um, and then people were like, don't do it. They place, like, plastic and sadness. So there's, like, a whole bunch of people were like, okay, yeah, don't do it. You know, they're horrible. Um, and someone was like, um, a lot of people were stressed out by this news. Uh, so it says I'm from New York too, and this actually stresses me out. Um, <laughs> someone has a picture of uh, Fred Sanford. You know, I'm coming. Elizabeth uh-huh. says, "Me when I heard the news, iced Tea <laughs> dishing tea that he's never had a bagel ever, never, ever." Uh, and so you know, of course, from *The um, Princess Bride*, inconceivable. Uh-huh. And so uh, all of that. So that was quite funny. And then someone's like, "But." You I saw you eat a cinnamon raisin bagel on you? It's <laughs> <And> so <laughs> I saw you. And he was like, that is TV, that is make believe, that is not real. And so someone actually vulture uh, took like the video clip and looked at it and he never actually took a bite of the bagel. Oh wow. So he like asked what do you want a piece of my cinnamon raisin bagel? And she was like, "No, I'm good." And so he like cream cheese, doing it up, but he's like walking and talking, and just like carrying around his hand. He never touches it. He never right, it. right. And so, and he was like, "I've never drank a cup of coffee either. Go crazy!" Okay.
0: <laughs> wow, that's funny.
1: And then he was like, "White people, y'all are really little y'all' f and about <laughs> that."
0: <laughs> it's bizarre.
1: Especially like you are in New Jersey, New York. How do you not have a bagel?
0: I mean, just I it, there's that, there's just like you're it's a common
1: practice food.
0: Yeah, like you're an American in America. Like so you don't have you don't ever have to sit at a morning meeting and they you know, you just grab I guess a- he goes for the donut i guess he goes for the donuts the, the past the pastries the the danishes he's a danish guy
1: maybe he has cereal that's on his rider you know
0: i, I, don't, uh, I don't i don't know i don't know, I don't know.
1: that it just seems so really weird. odd that
0: you'd never tr- and like i could like i'm fine like i tried something and i didn't like it but you've never had it like that's really weird
1: yeah that's... and it's
0: not like it's a weird food too it's not like no something that people, like, don't eat because they're like, ugh. You know, it's it's a piece of bread, basically. It's a
1: piece of bread. And yeah, that, I was just like, oh my god. It cracked me up. That was hilarious. Like, people would, like, just you've never had a bagel? What? I I don't understand. Yeah. I need the Today
0: Show to do, like, some little, like, five-minute segment where they take him down to, like, the local, like, New New York bagel and you know, have them fix up one for him and do you mm-hmm. know, live TV kind of. <laughs> I yeah,
1: first first bagel ever. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's also the same thing with well, a little different, but me and my my comedian guys, with Aziz Ansari talking about he was at a restaurant with somebody, at fifty cents was at the next table, mm. and then he told his friend there you know, they were chatting. He's like, "Shut up! I have to listen to what's going on at that table, the table." <laughs> And apparently he wanted some juice and the guy was like, Grapefruit juice. He was like, Yeah, grape, grape juice. And he's like, No, grapefruit juice. Like explain to fifty cent it's grapefruit juice. And he was like, Yeah, you know, you know, grape like through he's like, Yeah, apple fruit, grapefruit, yes. I want that. No. And he was like, How are you a grown man? He's like, and I'm sitting here listening to the waiter He's try to explain grapefruit juice to a man who doesn't know what a grapefruit is, a grown man who has never heard of a grapefruit. And he was like, I, you know, like, he's rich. So he's like, you know, I feel like if you're rich, you've, you've seen a grapefruit at breakfast or somewhere. <laughs> he's like, I'm not rich and I know what a grapefruit is. Like, it doesn't seem like, yeah. yeah like, I
0: don't understand the circumstances by which you wouldn't
1: know what a grapefruit is. Yeah, you might not have. Try a grapefruit but like you may you not should, like grapefruit you may not like grapefruit but you again same thing with a bagel like yes. you at least know what it is you like, laid
0: eyes on a grapefruit you've seen other people eat grapefruits
1: yes oh my god so bizarre so yeah so that was the one from last week which cracked me up it just oh tickled me god. so that's hysterical. but the one that eclipsed that which okay. was the big social media thing for the week and you know what it is What's next for Charles? So the Escambia County Sheriff's Office in Florida, um, they have you know like a Facebook page, and so when they capture criminals, they you know (laughs) post, you know like a little "We gotcha" kind of like yes, whatever, try to make it funny. But this particular arrest that they posted Uh, on their Facebook page on Tuesday caught the attention of the internet because one. Charles Dion McDowell, um, who was charged with several charges, including eluding police and drug possession with attempted liver, um, made quite an impression on people. Or rather, his neck made quite an impression on people (laughs) because his neck was too big for his face. His face did not look like it fit. should fit on his (laughs) face. Like, like, face didn't fit on his neck. It was very strange. It was One very strange. because he has like a neck tattoo. And so I was like, why does it look like a back tattoo on his neck? <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, you people should be ashamed of yourselves. All this negativity isn't right at all. Oh yes. Y'all come on. He got a lot of weight on his shoulders right now. <laughs> He's up to his neck in charges. (laughs) If he gets out, what is he going to do next? And so, again, it was, there's so many. I had to stop because, you know, like, as of now, like, last time I checked, which is, like, you know, less than an hour ago, there were over 267,000 comments. Oh,
0: my God.
1: And over 245,000 shares. So, yes, so it won the viral Oh, for for sure. When I saw
0: that, I I was in tears, and I I barely read like you know just a few of them. Yes, like you could not. You could not. So many. There's so many, and I was already like crying, laughing. One of them that I love was "Come on, y'all. He's been neglected." And then there was the guy who described it as, like, is that
1: his neck? It looks like his thigh is attached to his head. Yes! (laughs) And you know what the thing was? I feel bad, you know, like, talking about people. But, like, that man's picture turned everyone I know, even the most highbrow people, into, like, 10-year-olds. Laughing, it really was at the baggage, like it was like everyone. I don't care, yeah, like yeah. it just turned everyone into 10 year olds. It, yeah. it was, yeah, like, oh, it was hard we not not to like on a schoolyard, yeah, it was hard
0: not to clown. I was like, this picture because it really is like you're looking at it and you're trying to like your eyes figure it, it out, your brain is trying to make it. sense because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's so anatomically off. Um, oh he looks like He Man, I mean, it yeah it's like how do you how do you and i was when i honestly when i first saw it because i've been listening to the um the gladiator thing or whatever um and not the gladiator thing but also but the um the balco, oh, balco. the balco yeah. stuff and i've had the whole like you know steroids thing on my mind i was like it's you know like i just saw the picture before even reading what it was about and was like oh is this about like <laughs>
1: steroid use because it you right. know like I was it like does not look naturally occurring right like I was like this
0: is what happens you know when you take when you put things in your body that like growth hormones that like make parts of your body like astronomically larger than they need to be or, or would naturally be you know so it's like that like it looks like bizarre like that
1: mm, god it's so crazy so, yeah, so that one, uh, and Mr. Charles McDowell and his neck. Oh, Charles.
0: Those are two really horrible things that would be known for, both, like, the, the But why did his
1: neck overshadow the fact that he's a criminal? <laughs> right. Like, like I, was... I had to go look up what he did, because I was like... What did he do? Why is he... Why do we have his mugshot? I tell shot? you, like, it to deliver... Um, Drugs, drug possession, eluding um, the police—like you know—it's a bunch of charges. Shame yeah, on
0: shame on you, Charles. Yeah, so you're both a criminal, and now your mugshot is. Yeah, it's just two terrible things to have to be known mm. for. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, <sighs> well, yeah, you ain't gonna be like prison bay, getting a modeling contract out of this. No,
0: no, and marry
1: a billionaire. No, that's no. not happening. No, G- you're not gonna go it. that route. No, no. No, no, sorry no. sorry Charlie sorry Charles <laughs> sorry Charlie you're hilarious ah! okay so that was it for Viral Box two very funny things that cracked oh, me up that's this week hysterical. So, thank you internet thank you internet thank you social media okay so wait tell me everything I know you're aware of this big news Michelle mm-hmm. Obama's memoir was released on Tuesday mm-hmm. Um, it is becoming um, and giving an intimate look into her life mm-hmm. um, from her humble beginnings in sh- the in the south side of Chicago to her time as first lady and after um she reveals quite a few things um in the book um talk- she talks about how she sought marriage counseling mm-hmm. um and struggle in from infertility um struggled getting pregnant and suffered miscarriage and mm-hmm. um how she basically how they basically conceived their children um uh, via IVF mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was a really um kind of a good thing to like share with people because you know especially I think people women in, in our age group like it's a constant kind of discussion or you know especially after you're like 35 like Mm -hmm. that you know there's so many people you know that you know that have to you know go through this route and it's not really talked about or as well as like miscarriages a lot of people don't realize how common they are yeah, I
0: think miscarriage
1: uh, is even more so because I don't know why.
0: I don't know why people don't talk about them <laughs> because I think they're it's so it's painful. I think, I, mean, it's, yeah. I think it's
1: painful, and that's why a lot of people don't talk about it. But like when you talk about it, I feel that you'll find out there's more people who've gone through it, right. and it makes it easier for you to kind of cope with it because you have someone who's going through the same thing. So, mm-hmm. it, yeah, but it's just, like, this weird, because it's so, it is so personal, because a lot of times it happens before anyone else knows, besides, like, your spouse, mm-hmm. and so you're like, I don't want to talk about it, but, like, then having this thing that, like, you don't talk about, but it's, like, affecting your mood and your body and all these sure. of things, it's just, like, a crazy Um, thing and so she talked about um, how she felt lost and alone and felt like she failed because Mm -hmm. she did know how common miscarriages were um, and how she just kind of sat in her own pain Mm -hmm. Um, and she also talked about how they um, marriage counseling they received and she said that they first sought marriage counseling um, during this time when she was struggling to get pregnant after suffering miscarriage and they were doing the in vitro um, treatments and mm-hmm. he had gotten a job I guess in Congress what, was it Congress? I can't remember mm, no that's not right I can't remember I think the Chicago legislature at that time okay. and you know he was away and you know doing things and you know and she would have to give herself treatment mm-hmm And she was like, she became very, you know, like frustrated and, you know, it was hard to kind of go through this and deal with this where she felt like he wasn't around. So, um, yeah, so she felt that, you know, it was kind of important to share that and for um, she had this quote marriage counseling for us is one of those ways where we learn how to talk out our differences mm-hmm. i know too many young couples who struggle and think that somehow there's something wrong with them mm-hmm. and i want them to know that michelle and barack obama who have a phenomenal marriage and who love each other we work on our marriage and we get help with our marriage when we need it so i think mm-hmm. that's like a very huge, important yeah. thing yeah that people you know like even yeah, you love each other like we're good most of the times but we got issues and we need like some help to help us work through these things and communicate when we're mad at each other and don't want to talk to one another. So that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And of course she, um, one of the things that is, you know, quoted a lot was that she said that she would never forgive um, Trump for peddling um, the birther kind of conspiracy Mm -hmm. starting that and putting her family's life in danger um, from wingnuts and kooks you know because Mm -hmm. that you know so she was you know discussed that as well she's also starting a multi city tour which is going to be very large it started tonight in Chicago with Oprah Mm
0: -hmm. of course yeah so Mm -hmm. she's going to
1: have many you know big name like Reese Witherspoon is doing one and God, I can't remember another big name's doing another one. But yeah, like a lot of, you know, big name people are, are hosting it and it's mm-hmm. gonna be kinda a big thing. I think I may pick it up at some point. Um, it would be interesting just to see her talk about her childhood and mm-hmm. whatnot. So yeah, and she, you know, was a black woman in a position that no other black woman has yeah. been And So that in and of itself was will be very fascinating.
0: Yeah, it's huge historical significance.
1: Mm-hmm. So so yeah so that's the big thing I know a lot of people in LA I see on Facebook are talking about going to yeah because uh, she's at
0: the forum uh the, <clears throat> when she's here she's at the, it's going to be at the forum and I want to say it's like either this weekend or next weekend it's very soon
1: it's very soon glad seeing people like trying to get tickets and someone knows like I can't go so I, I mean, and, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure hit. it's like tomorrow or
0: Saturday because yeah yeah it's
1: soon yeah um so yeah so awesome i think it's already like a bestseller um oh I'm yeah. sure i mean people have been mm-hmm. waiting for it
0: to come out so
1: yeah i know someone's like she pre-ordered it there's like April. tons of pre-ordering and yeah yeah so i was like okay i did not know this book was coming out until it was announced mm-hmm. like on Monday where they started talking about it. So I was like, okay, well, great. I didn't, I'm sorry. I missed that <laughs> memo. Lord, I didn't get the black girl newsletter. I don't know I what said. you were doing. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, And some sad news, right before um, we started taping a little bit, mm, it was mm-hmm. reported that Kim Porter, who was a model who um, dated... Puff Daddy for over thirteen years mm-hmm. and is mother of three of his children. Mm-hmm. Um, died in her home. Um, today. Mm-hmm. Um, law enforcement received a phone call. Um, she was in her Toluca Lake home. Um, they received a phone call around noon, and emergency was dis um, was dispatched to her home. They said that you know the cause was cardiac arrest. Hmm. Um. someone said that she a source that she had been suffering from flu-like symptoms possibly mm. pneumonia for several weeks but they're you know as of now they're unsure what cause what the cause of death Um, and that she had just contacted her doctor yesterday complaining that she wasn't feeling any better so yeah Kim was a big part of the bad boy era she's in many like videos and mm-hmm. you know it's kind of always in the you know the, the blogs and tabloids because her and puff daddy were on and off you know like like i said those 13 years you know forever mm-hmm. um so how old and, is she it has to be like forty oh, yeah, something she, she's 40 she was 47
0: 47 god mm-hmm. that is crazy
1: yeah, so they started dating in 94, like I said, like right around like the beginning of the bad boy, and they broke up for the last time in 2007. Mm. Um, they have twin girls, Jesse James and Delilah, who were born in 2006, and a son, Christian, who was born in 98. And she also has a son, Quincy Brown, from her previous relationship with Albie Shore.
0: Oh, I didn't know she was with Albie Shore. Hmm.
1: Yeah, because there was a whole thing because Al be sure it was pretty much like a deadbeat dad, and um, mm. Puffy kind of raised Quincy. Okay. And they've now kind of reconciled, like within the last few years, mm. and he's been, you know, more involved. Dad. There were just pictures of them because Christian was in, not Christian Lord. Quincy was in a movie. And, like, all of them were there. So, it was, like, a big picture of her and Puff Daddy and i Shore sure and, like, all the kids. Mm. Um, at this thing, I think maybe a week or two ago. Mm. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. her.
1: Old, so he's, what, 20? Um, he's in his 20s. I'm not, yeah. So, he...
0: 20-something. And then the youngest is, like, 12? Yeah, because they were born in
1: 2006, the twin, the girls. Okay. Yeah. And there was gosh. just like on her Instagram a really cute picture of them from Halloween where they, her and the girls dressed as Run DMC. It was super, it's super cute. So it's just, yeah, you know, it feels so sad, you know. That for, is really sad. Mm-hmm, her children, you know, like she was, she was still, you know, 47 and she looked, you know, amazing because, you know. Well, it's super young. She's, and she's, I mean, it's yeah. it sounds, um,
0: it sounds really odd, although not unheard of. Like it reminds me of um, your remember- friend. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I remember when my um, my coworker um, and friend died. Um, gosh, it's been probably going on ten years now. Um, oh. But it was very similar to this. Like she was, she stayed home from work, sick. Hadn't been feeling well for a few days. Wasn't getting any better had gone to the doctor, and they thought it was like, you know, flu-like symptoms, you know, very similar, and like, and then just was, like, next thing we knew was just dead, like, was gone, um, and collapsed at home, um, and I don't, I don't ever know what they ended up, you know, ruling right. it, so, um, so it sounds very similar to that, uh, which is just super frightening. Yeah. Oh well. Rest in peace, Kim Porter. That's mm-hmm. very sad so for sad. her kids just... and family. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. it's horrible. Mm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. And on a sad note. Oh. Hmm. Um. Uh, yes. Just to some other ridiculous. Ray J. Oh God! What? Is going to college. Oh well, good for you, Ray J yeah he went to speak <coughs> at a school, and he liked what they were doing there, and you know, talking with the president and he you know he has a couple of businesses or whatever, and he wants to kind of learn more so that he can improve his business acumen, and he will be starting Philander Smith in January. His first year. Starting what? Philander Smith, which is an HBCU. Okay. (laughs) Don't give me line to tell you where it is, because I cannot remember. I want to say Virginia. I have never heard the name. I of course have heard of Philander Smith. But yes, I don't know where it is. And, you know, he is not new to HBCUs, which he mentioned in his statement. His parents both attended. HBCU's his dad, Jackson State, and his mother, Southern, who I told you again, my cousin pledged his mom. Mm, yeah, she did tell me that. hmm So, at Southern. So, okay. yeah. So, he's continuing the tradition of okay. HBCU, and good luck to him, and we'll see how that works out since he's based in L.A. and has a wife and baby. And Philander Smiths, I know for sure, is not in California. So, right. yes. Good luck to you, Ray J, in doing something positive. Sure. Kudos. 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 Good job. Alrighty, That's <laughs> good job. You are the worst. Okay. But, go on. Good job. That didn't sound sincere at all. But continue. What were you saying? <laughs> I wasn't. It's um, time for Let's Get Personal.
0: Yeesh. Yeesh. Okay. Since
1: I have not spoken to you, like, what's going on, sweet girl? Girl, okay. So. Oh, wait week- a minute. I'm sorry. What? Philander Smith is in Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. I, okay. can, I can sleep well tonight. Oh, they have a very low graduation rate, but okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, philander Smith. <laughs> hey, that's on them. A fine institution. They need to step up their game. No, their students apparently need to step well, up their yeah, game. Well, yeah, I mean, somebody. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a, it's a everybody. <laughs> everybody, yeah, everybody needs to step up better. their game. Everybody. <laughs> everybody, everybody okay, philander right Smith do better do better okay and please if i i don't know if i know anybody i feel like this is like gonna be a repeat of dina if i know anybody who listens to the podcast who went to philander smith i am sorry i'm sorry we're sorry yes yeah. we're sorry again we don't we don't, we don't think don't. that anyone's listening to us so okay we <laughs> we, we really don't and
0: like yeah <sighs> Okay. I, I feel Sorry. Like if you're listening and we know you, then we would know that you went to Philander Smith. That's true. Mm-hmm. But if so you did looks- and we didn't know, I'm sure it's or a fine, fine school.
1: Yeah. Or with- if you're one of those HBCU people who feels like I shouldn't talk about HBCUs in front of mixed company, I apologize as well, because that there's a whole contingency of those people too. Is there? Yeah. yeah, interesting. Like we talk about each other, you know, like your family. We talk about each other. Uh, okay, but Got don't it. talk about. Yeah, it makes company because you know we're all in the same.
0: But game. It, all, but yeah, but all HBCUs HPCUs are not created equal. I yes,
1: love that. We're we're aware of that, <laughs> but especially hello, you don't need to tell me that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Mm, mm, yes, Oh was mm. like. Drank the Kool Aid indoctrination, Drink indoctrination, the, all the Kool Aid. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> man, that. oh my gosh, we're a mess, but we're yes. awesome. There, uh, it there, yeah, it see, there it is, there it is. We are the best. Um, there it is, yes, number one. Wow, HBCU and wow. liberal arts college oh. in the south. Wow. Okay. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Don't give me start singing the hymn. Please don't. It's so funny. One of my, um, the agents in of my office, her stepdaughter, it's her first year there. Mm-hmm. And we have dorm competitions. Okay. Yes, like a different world. That's a real thing. And, <coughs> um, mm-hmm. and so she, um, had it on her, um, site on her um, Facebook page and I was like oh memories and she was like I forgot you were there and she's like I was like oh although they changed it up a little bit they don't do dorms anymore they do it another way I can't remember it was real stupid the way that they do it now I don't know but anyway (laughs) I was like yeah we were like that's dumb I was like sorry it was way better before I was like am I one of those people now was like you are yeah, when we did it, it was way better than they were uh-huh. like it you know, was. Yeah, people were you know getting too serious about it and blah blah blah. It's like that's part of the fun, guys. Okay, alrighty. Okay, you're saying
0: <laughs> I really am <was>. sorry.
1: <laughs> I took a long aside. Oh, we had, did we say, no, Philander Smith, I started, because I said yeah. where it was. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, and you were talking about, or you were about to start <laughs> talking about. I have a lot to say this week, apparently.
0: You do, you do. Uh, That's okay. Uh,
1: okay, I'm gonna zip my lips. I'm sure you are. Um, <laughs> oh, my word.
0: So, let's get personal. Um, okay, so I had I think I don't know if I mentioned last week that I had to take a little two week break from my exercise program um, per doctor's orders. And so I was cleared this week to go back to my regularly scheduled routine. And I was super hyped because I was like, okay, great. It took exactly two weeks off. I'm getting right back out there Tuesday afternoon I had my doctor's appointment and she was like you're good to go I was like great so and like I confirmed with her I was like so I can go running tomorrow morning she was like yep I was like great Wednesday morning 5 a.m. I was up before the crack of dawn stretching got my gear on <laughs> got outside I was out there ran felt good put in my four miles I had My time was good. My pace was exactly on point. I was on it. When I tell you (laughs) that by Wednesday afternoon my body was like that was really cute (laughs) how you took two weeks off and thought you were just going to go right back to it. Hmm, When I tell you everything hurt. My body was like let's be clear. You are 45, not 25. (laughs) You need to triple stretch, triple all your efforts. Uh, No, you can't just hop back up onto something like you're young because you're not. Um, So, yeah, girl, I was walking around by around one or two o'clock yesterday, like, yeah, like, I, like I'd gotten hit by a car or something. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. I was like, everything hurts. And everything's, everything's tightening up. I was like, you know. And, and the thing is, I did stretch. I stretched before and I stretched after. But I did mm-hmm. just my regular stretches that I've been doing. I didn't put, like, anything extra on it. because. I wasn't thinking, so I did my regular, like, pre-stretch, I did my regular warm-up, I ran, I did my regular cool-down, my regular post-workout stretches, and that was it, and my body was like, yeah, nah, Mm-mm. no, honey, um, so that was hysterical to me, because I was just yeah, like, cool. wow, that was okay, like, got it. So I had to come like when I came home yesterday and you know, Wednesday nights I have Bible study. Um, so I don't have a lot of time but between getting home and getting back in the car to go back to back out to Bible study. Um but I tell you, all I did when I got home was like stretch in every sure. <laughs> like I was like, and it was so like it was exactly what I needed, but you know, when you really need to stretch, like how painful it is. Mm-hmm. um so it was like that like me like and the cat and the dog were just looking at me like what is wrong with you but I t- I'm telling you like I barely got back up the stairs I was like I cannot get inside my place quick enough take off this work clothes put on some stretchy pants and like get my stretch on oh my gosh I was dying but okay. that the good news is that is indeed all that I needed was some good, intensive stretching. I actually Thanks, stretched a little bit more when I got home. And then after a good night's rest, like a hot shower and a good night's rest, like I woke up this morning with fear and trepidation because I was like all, you know, like it's been cold. So you know how like when it's cold, you kind of like bundled up into like a little ball and like, you kind of tend to sleep in like one place, or at least I do. Um so when the alarm went off, I was like, oh, "Okay, let me let me hit snooze." And then I was, and then I, I literally thought about it before I moved. I was like, "Oh, I hope this isn't gonna hurt." Oh <laughs> gosh. And I reached for the alarm, and I was fine. And I like, okay, I can do that. Yeah, um, like I kind of like, my leg yeah, a bit. <laughs> oh, right, perfect. I was like, unfold, oh, get it older. yeah, like Such. unfold one one leg at a time. <laughs> like let's take this slow. It was very gingerly moves. Um, but um, but I was okay by this morning. Still a little sore, but not nearly as incapacitated as I was. So I just thought that was hysterical because I was like, oh, my God, I hate being old. Mm. <sighs> and I'm like, and I'm only 45. Like, I, I get that that's old, but it's not like I'm not. I'm like, why do I feel like I'm 80? Like, I was like, and what's 80 going to be like if this is 45? You know, like
1: my mom says, it sure beats the alternative. I don't know, shoot, this is a whole oh, lot whatever you're you're fine.
0: it's a whole lot it um is. so so, yeah, so that was that little craziness um the other little thing so two things that I'm excited about um one, I had uh ordered this new pair of uh sneakers. Um, i saw them cute aren't
1: they cute suck out.
0: suck out. um and i've been waiting you know so i just ordered them and i had i'd I'd been i've been eyeing them for a while now but they were like the regular price i think is 179 so i was like "Mm, that's a whole lot for a pair Mm -hmm. of shoes and for a pair of sneakers um so I was like, mm, I'll hold off, I'll hold off, I'll hold off, you know. And um, and then finally, the other day, they finally had a 20% off sale, plus free shipping.
1: Oh, that's it. Free shipping is the thing.
0: Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm on it. So I ordered them. They just came today. Um, and they fit perfectly. They're like so lovely like they're so the brand is i'm gonna go ahead and plug them it's greats like g-r-e-a-t-s greats mm-hmm. and um they're calfskin lining like this really like plush you know footbed um so you like they say like you can wear them like with or without socks but i never understand the i don't understand why you want to wear something without socks um I mean, my life. Like, um, so, and they're like, um, so it's like the, um, it's a full look, full grain calfskin leather, and um, so really just super soft. They're made in Italy. Very handsome shoes. So I got the Royale, and I got it in the uh, black perforated so they basically look like um like you're it's like they're like a basic sneaker right like yeah they're just but they're they're black with a white bottom um and um the inside are kind of like a nude like you know like a calf skin color um so and they're super comfortable so i you know i tried them on i wore them around the house Just to make sure that the fit was right because they run a half size small. So, and they tell you on the website, they're like, so if you, you know, whatever you are, if you're seven and a half, order an eight, whatever. So that's what I did. Um, So I tried them on and um, walked around the house with them. They felt great. So I walked around a little bit more and the, the size feels fine. So they're really nice, they're very soft. So I think they're going to need a little breaking in, but then they'll be ready for New York City. I'm
1: so not prepared. I need to get my life together and get. Clothes. I'm
0: definitely not prepared, but this was like I definitely bought these with the, with the trip in mind because I was like, these will be good, like a nice pair of like black leather sneakers, like can go a long way for for I don't trips. Have
1: clothes that are really appropriate for. An Atlanta winter, so I know I don't. So I need to get my behind the gear or a New York fall. Okay.
0: Yeah, although I understand that today it today, it snowed in New York City. I don't know about New York, but I know like um, up there, DC area snow. Okay. Somebody commented on my Facebook that they're like, you might want to take boots to New York because it it,
1: it yeah, snowed that's today. What thinking.
0: And I was like, boots? I don't have... Well, I do have boots, actually, come to think of
1: I it. I really think I'm just going to buy some duck boots. I've been wanting to buy them for you so You just long. need an excuse to buy duck boots. I do. I've been wanting to have them for... You need them rest. in Atlanta with all that rain. Yeah, I could totally... That's what I thought, like, so I was like... You don't, don't really need any... an
0: excuse. You just need them, no. period. No,
1: yeah. And before, I couldn't justify it, even when I was a filming, because I was like... I still live in LA and I was like I can just wear regular boots here. And I don't even have any wellies right now, which is oh, that's a hard for me. Yeah. So, I was like cuz I just threw away so many things when I moved. So, um yeah, so I was like I'm going to get my duck boots and I will be wearing them in New York and they will you know come in handy in Atlanta as well. It'll be great. So, I think There you go. Yeah. There
0: you go. There you go. Right. So, Anything so, else? Um, my last thing mm-hmm. is that next week, um, I told you a Friday the Friday um, after Thanksgiving. Um I'm very excited because me and the girls, Annette and Felana, are going out. Mm. Oh, no no. You don't get to complain. I do. No,
1: no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you can't tell me what to do. I can. <laughs>
0: Um, we're all going out to Temecula, which we, none of us have ever been to, um, yeah. and have all been wanting to go. So we were like, Blue? no, just, you know, touring the Temecula wine country and eating and okay. shopping just a girl's day away.
1: Okay.
0: Sounds it's, fantastic. It's going to be. Terrific. Um so yeah, so we're driving out there, like it just kind of worked out. It was one of those things where it was like, Oh, we need to get you know, like we haven't gotten together for a couple months. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Okay, we need to get together, what are we gonna do? Some let's throw out dates and ev- that everybody was like, Oh, what about the you know, someone said the twenty third and it was like, Oh, I'm I'm available twenty third and I was like, Oh, I'm off on the twenty third. And it was like, Oh, well then let's just make a day of it if it doesn't even have to be like a work day, you know?
1: Okay,
0: So that's where the, the day trip portion of it went into play. So so yeah, oh, so nice. that's a little something I'm looking forward to next week. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so next week will be a short week for me, but not because of Thanksgiving per se, but just because I'm only working Monday through Thursday. So, mm-hmm. um, So yeah, and then actually I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving at the hospital. It's usually kind of fun to be there on a holiday and we're going to do a I'm mean, gonna join in the emergency department's potluck, and mm-hmm, nice. everyone everyone brings a dish, and you know, it, there's a little bit of like additional camaraderie on holidays because we're yeah. all like in it together, and you know, so so yeah, so I think it'll be nice um, to kind of have the um, have the have, have be be amongst my work folks on on Thanksgiving.
1: Awesome
0: sauce. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: So, that's it. That's all I've got.
1: Okay. Speaking of Thanksgiving, yeah, we had our Thanksgiving potluck at work. And, as usual, my plate was not big enough. Um, there was, like, three, um, like, banquet tables full of food.
0: Wow. You guys really.
1: Yeah. Y'all, so y'all weren't playing. It's potluck, the side dishes, and the um, office does turkey honey baked ham and our broker usually does shrimp and grits but she didn't have time so basically she just brought two i think it actually might have been more like, these huge, like, pans of, like, fried fish. We were like, okay, we've never had fried fish before, but we ain't mad at it. So, let's, let's do this. <laughs> this is, like, Black Thanksgiving. Like, yes. Because, like, you know, a few people in the office are pescatarians, So, we always try to have some fish option. Mm-hmm. And um, just so much food. And, of course, because it's, like, a madman office. Lots of alcohol. And... um lots of desserts, a delicious banana pudding. I was like, oh, my God, it's so good. Mm. So, yeah, so that was great. Um, although Tuesday, that night and Wednesday haven't really slept very well, which is not a surprise, but, mm. you know, like I'm back on my meds, and as I've explained to you before, and I don't know if other people know, but um, the meds I take give me vivid dreams, and that's mm-hmm. one of the side effects that drives uh-huh. me nuts uh-huh. and so literally i was having this dream on gosh was it tuesday night that was so real and it was so weird it freaked me out like someone had broke in and was like in the shower and came out and like mm. i came out and it was like what are you doing here I was like what are you doing here and it was just so weird and then when i you know kind of got to the club like the police came and there there was a hole to do oh wow and then i heard like a knock and the knock was so real i thought someone was knocking at the door and i was like it scared me to death so i couldn't go back to sleep and so the next day it was like another dream and i woke up at three o'clock and i was like so it's just been a mess so like yesterday i did you know i was just like okay i just need to stay at home because i am no good like i don't need to be driving i don't be doing anything and i was like mm-hmm. i didn't have a doctor's appointment and i just went to that and i ended up there was a whole thing with that i got lost and there was accident a on the highway so i ended up missing my appointment so i was oh. like after getting there i know so i rescheduled so that's i was like man no i just need to leave an hour early because you know i'm usually not i avoid atlanta rush hour traffic but my doctor is like in the middle of bucket
0: mm. so
1: it's like ridiculous over there and i was like i i don't know this traffic because i'm never over here this time of day i mm-hmm. avoid it for this reason because it's congested and super crowded but i was like okay so Waze is telling me 30 minutes all right i did all my check-in online I don't need to get there early. I'll just get there on time. Like, it's fine.
0: And Mm -hmm. it was not
1: fine. It was horrible. And I was like, Chrissy, you know better to go early. Mm -hmm. And the fellow I told him was like, oh, my God, the doctor had to leave. I missed my appointment. And he was like, "Um, did you confirm the location and address before you left? Did you um, do a (laughs) drive-by a couple of days before to make sure you – I was like, who does that? You, but, like, (laughs) no one else. And I was like, no, you know, I did not do any of those things. So why are you asking? He's like, like,
0: yeah, do you know me?
1: Right. I was like, I looked at the address before I, when I got in the
0: car. And wow. It, and like, See, now that's pretty bad.
1: <laughs> no, I, I it wasn't before I got a car. It, I did it like earlier in the afternoon. But like, I was like, okay, so it says going to take 30 minutes. You know, how ways that like, you do like the different times. So I was like, okay, well, mm-hmm. how about this time? How about this time? And so I checked all the times. they were like all like 25 to 30 minutes. I was like, okay, great. And uh, yeah. And then like, yeah, one accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I got it's caught. That's all it takes. And because it's raining, there have been accidents on the highway every single day. It took me, yeah, like today I was stuck in traffic going a couple of places like, you know, for an hour. So I spent like four hours in my car today. And mm-hmm. I didn't, and I was just like, okay, I don't want to go anywhere else. So that was that vivid dreams and yeah, me not sleeping. And yeah, so I'm looking forward to next week where I'm going to work pretty much on Monday, go to South Carolina Tuesday and be gone the rest mm-hmm. of the week. Nice. And again, just enjoy that time. Looking nice. forward to that so much. Um, Still a lot going on here, but I will just push through to get it done. Um, Podcast. Thank you for the, it's called Last Scene. Yes. Awesome. Isn't it great? It's really interesting. It's so good. I was like, it's so up my alley. Yeah. And I realized there's a drunk history about it. Oh, okay. That's funny. Okay. Yeah. So watch that. That's hilarious. Okay. And, um, I also started watching, watching, Lord, not watching, listening to, Uh yeah, to another one called Mm. Slow Burn. Mm, Okay. And it's about American scandals, because really the American scandal that I was, about New York and Elliot Spitzer, I'm not that into it. The Balco one was good, but this one, I don't really care about New York politics. It wasn't that interesting to me. So I stopped listening to that one. so the, um, one slow burn the first season there's two seasons available the Mm -hmm. first season is about watergate something that i know about when i was a child when i was younger it really i didn't understand it Mm -hmm. and i was like what what happened but what so now like it so he kind of tries to tell the story like you know we all know about watergate but kind of what was it like if you were living in that time and like listening to the news and reading the papers, mm-hmm. like, you know, like all these little details that are forgotten in the collective memory mm-hmm. about something or that gets passed down through history. But like at the time, like certain people were mm-hmm. like major players mm-hmm. and, okay. you know, the thing. So one episode is about oh, their name, not Margaret Mitchell. That's, martha mitchell margaret mitchell was yeah the gone with wind. the wind yeah martha mitchell <laughs> we've been at her gravesite yes we have um is that right anyway yeah her <laughs> husband was the, yeah her husband it was martha okay martha. her husband was um the attorney general under nixon close mm-hmm. friend and they called her like the mouth of the south like she would just call Helen Thompson Thomas up and like chat with her and tell okay. her things she would listen in on her husband's like private conversations he would like send her off she would go hide like and listen to him from the stairs mm. um and just kind of just look a gossip and just a, a whole lot again her nickname was like the mouth of the south and um Just about her whole um, ordeal with that and how their relationship ended because he basically chose Nixon over their family Hmm. and, you know, kind of taking the fall, going to jail and how, like she said, that the um, administration tried to thwart her or because she knew too much and so like they drugged her and you know did all these things to keep her from talking to people because she always will talk to the press and it became like a term in psychology or whatever Hmm. and they call the martha mitchell effect where people tell these outrageous stories and nobody believes them and then they end up being true huh yeah so i Interesting. I would never heard of this lady before. And, like, apparently she was always up in the mix and, like, feeding stories to the press and making statements and saying things. So I was like, that's interesting. So, yeah, so I'm enjoying it so far. Um, okay, and the second season is about Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky, so that oh, should be interesting oh, and there's
0: a movie coming
1: out too, really, I did not know that
0: yes, I don't know if it's like um if it's like an Amazon or Netflix or if it's like an actual i wanna say it's more of a like it's on one of those services, yeah, um, and it's. I
1: think it's called like the Clinton affair or something to that effect. Okay. So I'm excited to get to that one because this is something that we live through. Yeah. However, sure. I was in college. So, so was I. my level of attention to that wasn't what it would be now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like. I was I into like- it too. But I was yeah. like. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I feel like I really, I, I definitely experienced it as it, like as a teenager would like it was all kind of like <laughs> you yeah. know like it was all like you know it was all like the salacious portion mm-hmm. of not so much the like you know what's really happening here like why is this awful right. you know um so i i i i'm interested in I'm interested in both of those, both Watergate and the Clinton affair. One, be- Watergate, I think, for the same reasons you said, like it's something that I'm aware of, but I'm also keenly aware of how much I don't know about it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, and uh, the Clinton um, Lewinsky thing. Really, to look at it through like a completely different pair of eyes now than than what I had, you know, as it was happening. Um, yeah, that's how
1: I feel for like the whole OJ thing. Right. It's like again, yes, like this happened while we were in college, yeah. and like that was so interesting to kind of see it, you know, mm-hmm. removed from so many, you know, twenty years later, mm-hmm. and like from a different lens. You're like, oh, that happened. Oh my god, like that. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that was a thing because I was being a teenager and living my life. So mm-hmm. I was again, you know saw what was going on like oh my god that's crazy and then but still again living my life not you know like I was now
0: right yeah absolutely okay good slow burn yeah. I gonna definitely check that yeah. out so, Um, I stuff. actually do have a podcast recommendation I started listening to This Is Love have yeah. you heard of it no it's really sweet again it's my favorite lady who I have a, apparently a voice a voice crush on Phoebe Judge mm-hmm. and um, she has another podcast um, and there's one season of it is out and completed and then I think there's a new season that's supposed to be starting soon and it's really short little episodes um, I've only actually listened I think to the, f- the first one and it that if, if it follows the same pattern it's her interviewing somebody about their love story um oh,
1: that is sweet.
0: It's very sweet um so um, I listened to the very first episode of the first season um and it was this man um retelling the story of him and his wife and um and he he she interviews their daughters as well and everything so it's it was really sweet and it's like short they're like. 25 30 minutes like it's very like compact but like they get a lot in it's it's good storytelling so it's very sweet like it's a nice kind of like break from like all the other stuff you know um so okay i want to do one more thing before we finish okay so we're gonna be off next week because obviously it's thanksgiving correct so as we are entering this thanksgiving week I thought that part of our let's get personal could be us sharing, um, a couple of things that we're thankful for in
1: this Thanksgiving season. Oh gosh, there's, I want to say that, um, it's always the, um, what do you call it the cliche thing but Mm -hmm. you know family and friends Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but really like my family and my friends have just been absolutely like amazing and um just kind of in some ways like life saving <laughs> like mm-hmm. saved my life you know like it's been a difficult like past couple of years so mm-hmm. um yeah and I just um am continuously grateful and still um sometimes surprised at um how awesome and loving and amazing my friends are Mm-hmm. my family's and my family so um yeah, I can truly you know like it's not a cliche, it's not like, mm-hmm. okay, my family my friends, right. friend. <laughs> you know, like it's like you know seriously, seriously, like mm. I don't know what I would do without like having my friends and family around to like ground me and stand in the gaps and just like just. Be there and just kind of help me through this transition, and it's just difficult. You know, mm-hmm. just trying to figure things out. So, yeah, that's what I'm most thankful for, and also for my um, my um, office. Hmm. Um, we are one of the predominantly only predominantly black real estate offices Uh in the city and you know for some people you know they make judgments about that and you know and I have to say that I'm so glad that this is the office that I came through because it's been more like a family atmosphere, everyone's just very helpful. Everybody wants everybody else to succeed. It's very uh-huh. much you know we're kind of in this together uh-huh. and though um a lot of places they kind of just kind of throw you to the wolves you figure it out uh-huh. yourself and but like i've like I can't even say like how many like mentors and people that I can go to for advice or have like kind of help me with my business. It's been just. Mm-hmm. Great, especially you know this last several months, but throughout mm-hmm. the the year. So, I'm just thankful for God because it was like really God for placing me in this
0: mm-hmm.
1: office. So, yeah, so I'm mm-hmm. thankful for that as well.
0: Nice, yeah. very good. Those were very Thank good. You, um, let's see. I yeah I know it's it's like I feel one I just I think I'm thankful for even the like effort to feel like I need to narrow it down you know <laughs> like oh like what should I like mention of the many things that I could say you know right um, like, there's, there's so, so much easy. I could say so like I feel like oh I'm thankful for even that fact that that's some that's mm-hmm. a thing
1: you know um and some things I don't want to share on the podcast well, so sure you know. I mean but yeah. yeah
0: but like you know so but I am um I am right now I'm feeling, um, really grateful for, um, my sister and all the time that we get to spend together. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like we're both at like, um, you know, just this cool stage in our lives where, you know, all her kids are grown up and like, you know, um, you know, don't need her like full on, like, you know, 24 Mm seven attention, like they once did, you know, and, um, And I, you know, don't have kids and, you know, like, so I don't like have that thing that like, you know, um, requires a ton of attention. And so it allows us to, you know, hang out and spend time together when she can get out here, when I can go up there. And, um, and that's just fun. Like, you know, it's, um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's the thing of having a, a, a sister and a sibling who, um. You know, you're you're the only ones who know, like all the like crazy stuff, like you know, all your family stuff, all the weird dynamics, all the like, whatever. Like you, you're that's the only person on the planet that gets those things. Um, And so you're making me sad. Oh, (laughs) sorry, Um, but you know, it's just so it's cool to to be adults and to be able to cultivate that or whatever, you know. and so I think I've been reflecting on that as like a real blessing um, over the past year and um, and just, you know, just in these last several weeks, because she's been out here a couple of times, you know, in the last month. Um, so that's great. and um, um, And I'm also, you know, like, I'm really thankful for like how I get to kind of, mother people without having to actually be anyone small, <laughs> um which is you know
1: amen yeah that is my yes
0: <laughs> so like you know with her kids you know my with my nephews and my niece in particular um with um you know with like my friends kids you know um it's um it's fun to be able to just kind of have this like you know just like that aunt relationship or that god mom relationship or whatever you know whatever label you want to put on it mm-hmm. um but i just i'm really grateful for that like i feel like um it's like all like the benefits of like watching them like grow up and mm-hmm. become who they're going to be and like try to like help inform the process or try to like speak into their lives like but without any of the like
1: <laughs> you know resp- like uh, the real responsibility, responsibility. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly so um So that's been, that's, that's something I'm thankful for as well, that I'm like, that I think more and more about, especially as all of them get older and are really like moving into like new stages in their lives. And, you know, it's just exciting to watch. Um, And um, I'm definitely grateful for my ministry, both at work and, um, you know, I haven't really talked about it on the show at all, but like, you know, just God's transitioning me from one church setting to a new church setting right now. And as I'm in this transition, I'm just really grateful for what God's doing in my life and how he's using me and the the visions that he's giving me about um, expanding my ministry and making it larger. And what that can potentially look like is actually kind of like scary to think about, but at the same time, like, I feel really resolved and directed around it. Um, so it's like kind of the strange combination of like, oh, okay, so that's what we're doing. Oh, okay, you know. <laughs> so, um, like the the a bit of like like shock and awe, and a bit of like, oh well, all right, let's do it. You know. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, so that the combination. I'm grateful for that. Just I'm I'm grateful for. Uh, I feel like all these I can look back on my life and see the different ways that gods transitioned me from one thing to another um, and and how those moves how smoothly he 's done it before and how much he 's provided and, and it 's exciting to sort of uh, to feel like i 'm on kind of on the brink of a new uh, chapter. Um, because, you know, it's watching him move, it's watching him do things in my life and and use me in ways that um, I find unexpected. And, um, and that's always cool. So, so yeah, Yeah. so I'm really grateful. And I'm grateful for the the people that are getting me through that too. Um, Specifically, you know, um, our um, friend and brother Orlando, who I've mentioned before, um, who's been just a real gift to me, I feel like, um, in this season of Uh, discernment and having someone to you know just hash things out with and you know joke around with and he's just a real brother to me um in in the most um just in in the the most heartfelt sense of the word you know um and so I'm super grateful um for that friendship and that uh, relationship so um so yeah, I don't know. Like I, I seriously, I could go on and on, but uh, those are yeah. those are the ones that I'll name. Um, but it is, um, I, you know, it's it's um, it's it's great. Like life is good, and for that, I'm really grateful. Amen.
1: Amen. Yeah, I was like, you made me sad there about the. <laughs> the sister thing, because, you know, know, my aunt Gwen passed, and I was like, she's the only, you know, I'm an only child, Mm -hmm. but she is the only other person on, you know, the earth who experienced my parents in the same way that I Mm -hmm. do, because they raised her, you know, many years apart, Mm -hmm. but we all still, you know, very close-lived, close growing up, Mm -hmm. and, uh, even though she was out of the house, like, they live right next door. So, um, it was, you know, her birthday was on the 4th okay.
0: uh november 4th mm-hmm. oh
1: okay and so you know just you know thinking about that mm. and um but um then a the happy news my cupcake's birthday was yesterday
0: uh, oh so she's six she is six i can't believe old. she's six oh. I, it just feels like how like It's I don't know I really do like I feel so old when I say things like this but like Mm -hmm. wasn't she just born like
1: (laughs) I just I feel like it we were in California she was nine months old yeah shade and yeah sassy little chunky baby and now she's like this just all legs she's just all all legs legs and it's so funny um Bessie was saying that. They were getting out of the car, and she was like, you know, you need to open the car door wider so that you can have room to get out. And she was like, "Mm, no, I don't. I'm skinny. And I was like, really? Mm -mm. I can't. I can't.
0: I can't with her. Okay.
1: Yeah, I called yesterday to talk about (laughs) her day and how she was like, um, where are you? Like, (laughs) I was like, um, at home where I live. Wow,
0: Right? <laughs> Why am I answering to you?
1: <laughs> where where are, are you? you? Why aren't you here? It is my birthday. Wow. You are supposed to be here. Why aren't wow. you here? I like I am... Grown. Grown and <laughs> at home. Yeah. Again, her mother doesn't think she's a Slytherin, but I was like, she's a Slytherin. Mm. It's like, she's too early to be um Sorted. I was like, nope, I already know it. Uh, <laughs> so she did something, and I was like, see, what I do. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I'm she's yeah, she's for sure a Slytherin. Yeah,
1: I'm like love for that. That's okay. i that mean she's not she's not evil. No, but she is other traits of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she will thrive in that house. She would. I told her, I was like, her and um, Nasia's baby girl. I was Ooh, like, um, they will rule the world. Um, I hope that they are benevolent leaders. Right. Um, yeah, because they are, oh my gosh, just strong little per- ladies. Forces to be reckoned with. <laughs> they are. And Ainsley, she has a shirt that says, I, um, I may be small, but I am mighty, or something like that. Mm, I was mm-hmm. like, that mm-hmm. sums you up. Mm hmm. In a nutshell. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes, all my babies. Yeah, and I. Yeah, I do enjoy the Auntie Chris. That is my favorite name, favorite title. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun too. Yeah, she asked me the other day. She was like, "So, uh, Chris, when are you gonna, you know, be able to think you're gonna be able to take them on a little adventure on your own?" And I was like, "Um, mm, not anytime soon." <laughs> she's like do we have like a date that we you know like what has to happen i was like i don't know but no time soon i'm sorry yeah that's that's a no for me dog that's a no not, that's a no. Not, yeah. not not no mm-mm. two two-year-olds with uh-uh mm-mm. no no ma'am mm-mm. i can't that's a whole lot know. those two Uh yeah, I don't know how you go anywhere with them by yourself. She does, but I'm like, yeah, God bless her. Mm-hmm. God bless you, babe. That's like, <laughs> two babies, two toddlers. No, they wear me out at home. Oh yeah,
0: no, that's yeah, a whole lot. So,
1: yeah, so, yep. All right. Grateful for life and the people in my life. All is well and yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Andrea.
0: Hashtag #grateful. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, Kristen. And you know, we are almost <gasps> near our 1 year anniversary. We are so near our 1 year anniversary is on um Christmas, which is weird. <laughs> it's
1: so bizarre. I don't know. I was like, really we recorded on No, we did not record on Christmas. I think we recorded like on the 22nd, but I don't think it went live I think we published then. yeah it published
0: on the 24th so we went live yeah. on the 24th so that's random um yeah. well it's uh, then it's easily marked by my half birthday hmm. oh, that's an easy date to remember for all okay of us.
1: that's it okay we're done
0: <laughs> hey remember you're grateful hashtag grateful
1: I am grateful I'll be even more grateful to get off the phone with you <laughs> and hopefully go to sleep with uh, no though... vivid
0: dreams
1: Oh, God, I just cannot imagine what this dream is going to be oh, tonight. Jeez. Okay. Good God. I was like, but the alternative is not good. So.
0: Yeah, no, don't <laughs> stop
1: taking your as, medicine. As my therapist was like, um, yeah, so vivid dreams or like not being we be able to go a bed. Right. I was like... Okay. I get it. I know. Yeah.
0: yeah. Follow your doctor's orders. All right, folks. And we say happy Thanksgiving to our listening audience. We are also thankful for you guys. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. gobble enjoy your uh, festivities. Uh, try to enjoy your family, <laughs> whatever the circumstance. Um, mm-hmm. And wear soft pants. Wear soft pants with a uh, elastic waistband. Stretchy, stretchy, stretchy. Stretchy and soft. Yeah. Uh, I'm wearing leggings <laughs> and tunics. <laughs> yes, yeah, a tunic. All week. A tunic over the leggings. Um, a large yeah. t-shirt over your soft pants, and you're good to go. Enjoy mm-hmm. your time wherever you spend it for Thanksgiving. We will not um, be with you next week. Week. So we're wishing you think happy Thanksgiving now. We will be back um, in two weeks uh, with another episode of Wait Tell Me Everything. Yes. Bah.
1: <laughs> 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 All right, girl. Bye. Um, bye.
0: Wait, Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait, tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out and get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at wait, tell me pod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at wait, me everything at gmail.com.